welcome to Pursuing Truth. I'm your host, Barry Watkins. You must unlearn what you have learned. Hey, welcome to Pursuing Truth. Uh, We're going to talk today about things that we need to unlearn from the past and how to do that. How do I unlearn harmful, false beliefs that I used to hold from the past? And then uh, we're going to talk about some other things about like healing from uh, harmful messages that we believed in the past, harmful things that we used to believe and areas where we need personal growth and personal healing. You know, I uh, have a lot of examples from growing up as a conservative Christian, and kind of I'll start with some of those examples of things to unlearn. You know, when I was um, a true believer, uh, I was a Bible literalist, I was a fundamentalist, and one of the things we, the churches that I was in um, taught very clearly and strongly was the belief in hell. And uh, I have a, an old episode where we, uh, we talked at length about the hell teaching. And um, I think it was episode 10. Yeah. And uh, so we go into great detail there. So I'm not going to go into all the details here about hell, but I did want to mention a couple of things about it in regard to healing and unlearning. Um, false beliefs and, you know, how that belief really was harmful uh, to me and and to others, you know, how it's harmed people. Uh, some of the things about that is that um, the hell teaching, I believe, does a couple of very serious, you know, creates a couple of serious problems with us. One is it kind of, I believe it warped my view of of love, what love was. Um, and you think about that, you know, God, uh, you know, the whole teaching comes from the Bible and how God loves you and God created us for himself and to have this beautiful relationship with him. He created us to be his children and all of that. But when we messed up, we earned the, um, you know, the, the punishment for our sins of disobeying God is to be sent to hell, to be sent to this place of fiery torment forever and ever with no escape and just how how crazy of a a punishment that is you know is is kind of wild it it's like why why did we believe this i don't know it's a why did why did christianity kind of embrace this kind of teaching how did it evolve i don't know that's something that we can look at further um i think i've learned a little bit about that so there's some things we can talk about there but um I just want to talk about that personal effect of that, you know, that um, I believe that it it warps your sense of love in the first place. You think about that, that this God of love will send you to hell if if you mess up. And because you've messed up, you deserve to go to hell and burn forever. So and that's like that's love. And the message that it's painted is yes, that's love. He, he cares about you so much, you know, but yet you choose to go to hell and you know, he's crying all the way while, while you're going to hell, he's so sad and disappointed and he loves you so much, but he's going to let you go to hell because you chose basically to, to wander away from him. You've chosen not to follow him. So you, 
you get to go to hell. That's your punishment. And that's a just punishment. To me, that's just so twisted. That whole concept is like very problematic in my mind now. Somehow I made sense of it back in the day when I used to believe it, but I just can't for the life of me make sense of it anymore. I'm once my the veil kind of came off my eyes, the scales came off my eyes a little bit about it. Uh, I, I really like I'm wondering, OK, how can a rational person ever think that makes sense? You know, it doesn't make sense to me. anymore. But I think it's it's uh, packaged and uh, we're, we're led down this path of how we can embrace a belief like that. But uh, yeah, that's a side point. So um, so, yeah. Other harmful things that the hell teaching did. Let's say the hell teaching, it, um, I think it devalues our view of ourselves very significantly. You know, the idea that I'm totally worthy, you know, if you embrace this belief, I am totally worthless and worthy of eternal punishment because of the bad things that I did, how bad I am, how broken of a person I am. I deserved to be sent to hell. You know, that's what we were taught. And I didn't deserve any good thing, but God in his grace came and saved me out of the jaws of hell. He, he comes and he saves me like a champion and, and he pulls me out. Anything good in my life, I, I could only point to him as a Christian and say, you know what? It's all about him. He has done these good things in my life. I can't take any credit for anything good in me. It's just a, it's a messed up view of the value of humanity. It's, it's the, it's a messed up view of the valuing of ourselves. I think it's very um, harmful and I think it's very unhealthy to have this, this low, this lowest possible opinion of yourself. It's like, yeah, there's something twisted about that. And, um, you know, we talked about uh, cult mind control well, that, that's a cult mind control technique is to actually break you down, you know, get you to that, embrace that idea that I'm broken and I need to be fixed. And then the cult brings the remedy for you and says, okay, here's how you can be fixed. And this, this is, and they're going to rebuild you from this rubble that they've created and said, yeah. This is you. This is the rubble. And now we're going to rebuild you into this new thing. And uh, it's a new identity. It's a whole new sense of worth. And that worth only comes from what this cult is bringing. Right. Well, that's religion. I mean, religion does the same thing. And it's, it's a mind control thing of I'm going to tell you that you're worthless without me. It's this ultimate abusive relationship. Right. God comes and says, yep, you're worthless without me. But I'm going to bring all these good things to you. I love you and I'm going to I'm going to repair you. And then but I, I want you to worship at my feet and be, you know, totally giving me all the credit. It's very weird. It's it's a very weird relationship that's set up there. It's a total dependence on God. It's a total dependence on this person for any worth that I have. And it's a total dependency uh on this religion because they're the avenue they're they've claimed this unique way of bringing you to god and nobody else is going to be able to do that and so yeah you're totally dependent on this organization 
you're totally dependent on these people to help you to get to this place of being good. You know, nothing good can come if you leave the group. See, that's all you have to look forward to is all the bad. And you're not going to have that connection with God like we promised you to have. So, yeah, it's very controlling. It's very interesting. And I think it's very damaging. Um, another thing that I think that uh, the health teaching did for me was it really caused me to judge people harshly outside of my religion. So anybody who is outside of Christianity, and in my case, it was evangelical conservative Christianity, anybody that wasn't just like me was destined for hell. I believed that uh, if you didn't have all your ducks in a row and you didn't believe all the right stuff and you didn't follow God in the right way, you're going to go to hell. And what that did for me was, uh, and it was all based in the Bible. The Bible taught me that this is how you have value is if you come into the kingdom, you come into my fold, you come in and you have this connection with God and he brings all this good stuff into your life. All these other people outside of that are going to hell. They're worthless. They're worth being burned forever. And they're, they're just, they're scum. You know, and, and if, if you embrace that idea, to me, I think it's a very unhealthy view of others. It's a very unhealthy view of the people outside of your group. Like, oh yeah, they're going to hell. They, they don't have any worth except that, okay. And then at the same time, it's this, uh, oh, God loves them. So he wants you to go preach to them and help them to come into everlasting life. But otherwise they're going to hell. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Pursuing Truth with Barry Watkins. Yeah, so rebuilding from all of this was um, kind of really, you think about it, it's kind of a daunting task. It's like, wow, I was so messed up with this. I had this view of people is very judgmental, you know, um, and uh, it was something I didn't recognize because it's a little bit twisted. Um, it's disguised and wrapped in this idea that, oh, I love everybody. God is love. God loves everyone. And I'm, my goal is to be like him. I want to love people. And we would do things, we would say things like, I love the sinner, but I hate the sin, you know, because there was that dichotomy of, there was that kind of conflict there of, well, I'm, God hates sin. He doesn't hate the sinner, but yet that sinner, if they don't turn away from their sin, they're destined to be punished and burned forever. So that it's kind of like, hmm, yeah, you love someone, but yet they're under judgment at the same time. So to me, it kept this unhealthy kind of a balance in my brain of, yeah, when I met people, I'd be like, I wouldn't trust them. I knew they're probably not Christians. They probably don't have the love of God in them. And all of those good things that we're told that uh, will come from God, 
they don't have. They don't have access to the Holy Spirit. You know, the fruits of the Holy Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all the good things that God claimed that he's bringing into my life as a Christian. Well, all these other people don't have that. They can't experience true joy. They can't experience true love. They don't know what love is. They can't experience peace, patience, kindness. They don't know what it is to be kind. You know, God hasn't brought that into their lives. So look how crippled they are. Look how messed up they are, people in the world. And this is the, this is the type of um, brainwashing that the religion was doing in my brain was twisting my mind to totally distrust anyone on the outside, totally pity everyone on the outside and think, wow, they really need Jesus, you know? And um, it really secretly, it builds a sense of pride in yourself and in where you are. It kind of makes you feel better than everybody else because you're like, yeah, I have Jesus. He's doing these wonderful things in my life. So it secretly builds this pride, but we're supposed to have humility. So it's like this constant, tug of war in your mind, trying to confuse you. And it really does. It, it does mess you up. Okay. So how do, how do we begin to heal from all these things? First of all, I think recognizing that they're wrong, recognizing that the teachings that I was under were wrong. I think that was a huge first step. It was really important step is uh, the whole idea of hell is illogical. And I, I go through that in detail in that episode 10. So listen to that if you're interested in learning more about that, of where my journey took me as far as learning about why hell was wrong and things like that. But um, yes, learning the logic of it and saying, wait a minute, put one, two, three together, put two and two together and figure out, is it logical? Does it make sense? Is it a rational belief in the first place? And if it's not a rational belief, then that's a good step for us to understand, oh, it's not a rational belief. I need to move away from this belief. So once, once we determine that a belief like that is wrong, then what do we do? It's kind of like, wow. Then I think it's great to kind of personally examine ourselves and say, wow, how did this, how did this teaching affect me? If, how did this wrong belief kind of mess me up? But, you know, it's a really good process kind of to take yourself through that process and say, how did, how did it mess me up? I want to know. And, and uh, with a little bit of introspection, we can read what other people have gone through. We can, you know, and that's kind of what I did. I started you know, listening to videos on YouTube and stuff like that about, oh, yeah, there's other ways of thinking about this. It's kind of wild. You know, the whole hell teaching. Um, there was a book written in 2011 by Rob Bell, and it was called Love Wins. And it was an interesting take. Um, and I think it freed a lot of people. I didn't read the book, but I read a lot about it. And I read articles about the book. And I heard I had talked to some people who had read the book. And it really helped me to get a different perspective. And what it is, is uh, he talks about annihilation. And um, so I did my own kind of investigation on hell. And that whole thing um, turned me around. It really helped me to unravel what was wrong about it and then get a new sense. I really had to get rid of the fear, you know? So that was part of my process too, was unraveling that teaching because I was still in that in, influenced by the fear of hell. 
I was still influenced by that until I finally came to grips with, yeah, this really doesn't make sense. And I had to kind of wrestle with it. I had to work through the details. So that's part of the process of unlearning is just taking it critically and then read other alternatives, read other thoughts. You know, that's what I did. And, um, you know, I dug through the Bible myself and I did my Bible study on it and I realized, wow, some of the stuff about annihilation is correct. You know, that it, that the common way that hell is taught is not even in the Bible, but that that teaching was actually embraced by Christians kind of later after the Bible was written, even the, the Bible that we have today. So it's kind of funny, but, um, and then the translations kind of were warped a little bit to uh, accommodate that teaching, but that the original languages don't even have it in there. So it's pretty wild. But that kind of, you know, that in this particular case, you know, that false belief, I had to get free of it in order to move into free thinking about other things, you know, because I had that fear of hell over me when that kind of went away. And I started realizing, wow, that whole fear thing wasn't really logical for me to have. Well, then it kind of opened up more clear thinking for me because I, my mind was free to start thinking about other things that, that before I would have been afraid to do. You know, I would have been afraid to pursue a certain line of thinking because I believed in hell. I believed, oh yeah, I better not, you know, read this book that's kind of against Christianity because it could lead me down a path away from God and I could go to hell. Well, <laughs> once that fear was gone, it was kind of like, yeah, you know what? I can read some stuff and I can explore other areas that, you know, I used to be afraid to explore. And I think that's very important. It's very healthy for us to not have cl a closed mind, but to open up our thinking to other ways of thinking. Uh, you know, I think part of the healing for me was um, understanding that, wow, that's not really love, is it? To hold some torturous punishment over someone and say, yeah, if you don't, if you don't do everything just so, you're going to be tortured and punished forever. Wow, what kind of love would that be? That's not love at all, you know. So uh, that that um, sense of what love is all about kind of started changing, and I was like, wow, yeah. I, I and it was a long process for me. I'm telling you, all of these things took place over years of kind of unlearning, unraveling, and then learning new ideas and learning new things in their place. So getting, getting yourself into that kind of a situation where you're able to learn is really helpful. It's really important. And so, yeah, we can talk more about that too. Um, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Pursuing Truth with Barry Watkins. Yeah, you know, think about this, man. I mean, um, the the whole uh, viewing myself differently, I think, was very life-changing. When I started to understand that devaluing who I was, making myself kind of a worm, you know, following that line of thinking that the Bible taught me that I'm worthless without God, that um, 
really getting a sense of self-worth and self-love is such an important part of having a healthy psyche, you know, having a healthy view of life. It's, it's like, okay, if I beat myself up constantly that I'm this bad, terrible person, there's no way that I can move through life in a healthy way. I'm never going to treat other people right. I'm never going to treat um, myself right, you know, and, and give myself a break you know, kind of thing. I looked, you know, and, and I took an extreme view of that because of the extreme teaching I had embraced. But yeah, um, that had to be healed. I mean, and it was very important and very healthy and very good for me to, to relearn some of that. Gosh, it was so funny. I mean, I used to laugh and scoff at people who talked about loving yourself and thinking, oh, that's so ungodly. It's so opposite of Christianity is to love yourself, you know. What was that? Uh, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. Well, I, I totally laughed at that. I was like, oh, that's so stupid. It's so ridiculous. No, it's true. It, it, it really is important that we learn to love ourselves. Um, Oprah had it right. In all those years, I thought Oprah was one of the worst people, you know, for teaching that kind of thing. You know, she was so opposite of what God teaches, right? And leading people astray. <laughs> I was so wrong. And um, I'm so thankful to learn the truth about this. You know, it's like, ah, it's so different for me. I've really learned to accept who I am and not beat myself up all the time, not think of myself as this low life person. And to me, that was just so damaging and so wrong to, to be under that kind of a belief system. Um, you know, and then the flip side of that, of how I view other people totally changed. And this was something that took me a long time to really kind of walk through also and to really unlearn the bad stuff and learn new good things. Um, I wanted to tell you about this uh, process that happened to me. You know, I was through this whole process of deconstructing and kind of questioning my faith and all that. Um, there was a point where um, I had a friend at work. And um, he was somebody that um, at first, when I got to know him, I knew, oh, he's not a Christian. He was, he was raised Catholic. He was a non-practicing Catholic, you know, and uh, he was um, somebody that, uh, you know, he listened to Howard Stern. And that was like a big deal for me. It was kind of like, oh my God, he listens to Howard Stern every day. And, and he listens to all this trash, you know, and it's like all about sex and it's all about and, laughing at people. To me, Howard Stern was just terrible. I hated hearing the show because it just was totally so messed up to me. It was kind of like, okay, everything about Howard Stern was wrong, right? I mean, and I still, you know, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't have a lot of respect for that type of entertainment because one part of it that I still like, I'm like, okay, that's wrong and messed up is the whole, you know, he would make fun of people right to their face. He would have people on the show. And it was this shock jock stuff, right? And, um, you know, and that part of it just turned me off completely. And I was like, how can I, you know, how can somebody listen to that every day? That's just disgusting. And it was, you know, I had this terrible opinion of my friend. And, um, but slowly over time, it was kind of funny, um, slowly over time, I got to know him more and more, the more we would talk the more I liked him and the more I started, you know, softening my views about this guy. I was like, 
you know, this guy's okay. He's actually a decent person. You know, we shared certain values. You know, there were certain things he would talk about that I could relate to. And I was like, oh, yeah, on a human level, wow, we're, we're actually the same in a lot of things. You know, it's kind of funny. But um, that, you know, breaking down that mistrust that I had for him automatically because we believed certain things differently, you know, he was outside of my group. You know, you had that tribalism that was taught to us that people on the inside are good. People on the inside of my group in Christianity are the born again Christians. You know, we're the good people and everybody outside of that is bad and evil, worthy of hell. Right. So overcoming that with this guy was just a major deal for me and in my life. It was like a big life changing thing was that I started understanding wait a minute, I, I like this guy. And in fact, I started putting myself in his shoes. I started feeling empathy. And it was just a very slow process, but it started breaking down my mistrust of him. When that started breaking down, the walls started coming down. I started actually putting myself in his shoes. I started thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute, why does this guy deserve help? You know, I thought about that. And, and it was like, I could put myself in his shoes and I was kind of like, well, wait, if I was raised in this other church, you know, he was raised Catholic. And if I was raised Catholic and kind of taught the same way he is, I would be in his same, I would be just like him, right? I would just be, you know, drinking beer, uh, smoking cigars, you know, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, cussing all the time, telling dirty jokes, you know, all that stuff. It started becoming so much less to me of a problem because I was like, wait a minute. I would probably be doing that very thing. I would just be living that way if I had been raised kind of the way he was. And I started seeing that. I started putting two and two together. I was like, how does, how is a person that's different from me? They just happen to be raised kind of different. How do, why do they deserve help? You know, you know what I mean? It's like, how does that make sense that God's going to punish you at the end of your life for things that you didn't even know? Yeah, it's kind of like, does he really, he doesn't think the way I do. He doesn't know that these things are against God. He doesn't feel that way at all. He believes in God and thinks this, this stuff's fine to him. It didn't bother him, you know? And I was like, wow, it was a, such a big difference when I started thinking about it that way of, gosh, I really like this guy. What if I was God? Would I send him to hell? I started thinking about some other people, too. I started thinking about, okay, my granddad, who I have great respect for. He never was a believer my whole life. You know, listening to him talk before he died and everything was, you know, he always questioned things. And he was, like, always uh, bringing up funny questions about, oh, yeah, uh, why is the God of the New Testament different than the Old Testament? You know, stuff. And he would talk about hell. Oh, you know, in, in um, Norse mythology, hell is... A very cold place yeah so it's like casting doubt on my christian the way i would talk to him and i would try to try to preach to him you know growing up and in my 20s and stuff i'd be like oh granddad you know you need to be born again and um but and and then he died and uh as far as i know he never embraced the way i believed but he was a great person i mean he was the most loving person you would ever meet and uh that had a big effect on me that that whole concept of gosh, does granddad deserve to go to hell? 
I really don't think so. I really don't think so. He's a good person. You know, that's just beyond my scope of being able to grasp that idea that, gosh, yeah, I can't accept that idea that he deserves help. You know what I mean? The more I thought about it, that, that's what I came up with. And, and other people, it was the same way. You know, I'd meet other people who just didn't fit the description of a heaven-bound, uh, you know, born-again believer. But yet, do they really deserve hell? You know, that kind of, it was hard. It was hard for me to grasp that. And um, I started doubting it. And so when I, you know, that that's part of my journey. Actually, when I gave up the idea of hell, that was a huge healing thing. It was kind of like all of those people around me. Now, you know, I look at people and I'm like, I see the value in people. I see how good people are and I, I can celebrate that. You know what I mean? And I can, I can put myself in another person's shoes and it helps me to be able to have empathy for somebody who isn't just like me. And to me, that's a really important thing. It's a really important thing for healing our world is empathy. If we can't have that, you know, then we're doomed. And, you know, the truth is, yes, we're doomed to repeat the same old crap that's been happening for centuries if we can't learn a new way. Well, thanks for joining us on Pursuing Truth. Uh, glad you stopped by and uh, we'll be in touch. Do uh, visit our Facebook group. You can come on there anytime and um, interact with us on there. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash pursuing truth podcast. Um, join the group and you can make, make comments. You can make posts on there and we can talk um, more in depth about these subjects. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>